It's Black Me A uh, A and welcome, welcome back. A A A. Yo, vibe with me, vibe with me, vibe with me, vibe with me. A. <laughs> Welcome back to Black Me Up Podcast. We are a weekly podcast that discusses life, culture, and adulthood from the perspectives, if I could speak, the perspectives of two Black women living in Seattle. I'm Day. And I'm Lily. And we have a super special episode for you guys today. I'm so excited. We have a guest. We did an interview. Like, yo, we we came prepared. If you ask me, I think we, we did a good job. Let's go ahead, follow our outline. Lily, what's your word of the day for me? For us. Hold on. (laughs) As usual, I need some time. Oh, no worries. And while you're bringing that up, because... So, y'all, we have been recording like crazy today, trying to get as much content as we can out, but then also trying to just catch up because, you know, we, we friends in real life at This Ain't No Podcast stuff. Um, So we've just been talking. But one of the things that was super important that I really had to say was take care of yourselves (laughs) at the very beginning of this episode, or maybe honestly, I'm going to post it right here. So this is the only video that I'm making that's addressing anything negative. I was going to say, Lily, listen to that video. Yes. (laughs) You hear it? A little bit. I heard the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to defend who I am as a mother because mm-hmm. I know who I am as a mom and everyone around me knows who I am as a mom. This video is actually for other moms. And I just want to say that motherhood is not rooted in struggle. It's not a competition to see who struggles the most and what makes them a better mother. It's always, you know, a mother's mental health matters. Self-care, take care of yourself. Take It takes a village, ask for help. But when someone does that, it's controversial. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that way. You know, take care of yourself. Because I take care of myself, I work really hard. You know, I've had a baby this year. I'm really proud of myself. And I'm proud of myself for asking for help. Asking for help for me looks like my partner being here every single day, getting up in the middle of the night, cooking for us, getting, you know, everyone taken care of, making sure everyone's straight. It's like my mom traveling 10 hours to be with us and stay with us for four weeks and do all of the cooking and cleaning because I was recovering. My partner was continuing to take care of our other son, run errands and do whatever he needs to do. That looks like hiring. That looks like hiring a doula, you know, to come twice a twice a week and um, watch after Maddox. And she's a phone call away when I need her. Whenever I'm feeling a kind of certain kind of way, whenever I need help, she's there for me as well. Get your village. Ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. Girl, that's how. That's what I want to be like. Okay. She put that so beautifully. Yes. That's what I need in my life. Girl, I'm, I need... Literally follow her. Miss Be Bright, Brittany, the influencer, marketing and social media exec and coach. She's the bomb. She's the bomb. And she did not deserve everything that she was getting on Twitter for hiring a doula. So Black women and all women and all mothers, take care of yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help, for help, for help. And I'm going to clip in the part of Miss B. Bright speaking. Mm -hmm. I hope that you guys listened to that and received that because that was a message. And mothers, you do not have to struggle. So, Lily, do you have your word? Um, (laughs) I think... ah! I was just going to say explore. Oh, yes explore would be my word of the week uh i did a lot of exploring and just in myself and outside too um i I did that a lot this week and it really it was fun it was enjoying and i think everyone should take time to do that and just explore by yourself with no one else. 
safely safely yeah <laughs> safely don't but we got smart listeners they knew that they knew that don't, don't be end up on no murder murder cut cut type no. situation out in the river floating no Mm-mm. not our listeners don't do that no but that's a good one I, I like it explore and the part where you said explore by yourself I like that you said that because my one of my coworkers, I was talking to her a lot actually during lunch and um she said she's super excited because she is planning a solo trip to mm-hmm. Texas by herself. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, what, what motivated you to go to Texas and choose this and that? And she's like, you know, I've just never traveled alone. And I, I have, I've rented out an Airbnb and I'm super excited. Like I'm always with my boyfriend. I just, I want to be independent and like in a safe in- environment, but I want to just explore for myself and do what I like to do. Because she said she had noticed whenever she goes, you know, group trips, trips with her friends and stuff. She's always the one person who has things she wants to do, but she settles and does stuff that other people want to do because she's the type of person that values the overall trip and everybody's experiences. And she's like, she's never gotten to value her own experience. Right. Her saying that meant so much to me because I realized I'm kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I was like, girl, go ahead, please explore, be safe, take tons of photos and live your life. Like, so thank you for saying that because that brought that up. That's always my goal. Like, I take myself out. I started taking myself out like on like small dates. Oh, Lily, yes. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean... I haven't been like completely consistent. It's not like, oh, every weekend I take myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've tried it a couple times. And you know, you just go to a restaurant, you sit there and you eat by yourself. And I love that. I just enjoy you. <laughs> you enjoy yourself. You and then I'll grab some ice cream, like things that I like to do. Yes. I've gone and bought myself flowers. I'm like, I Instead of sitting there and saying like, oh, no one's ever bought me or no one's ever done this. I go, I'm just going to go do it. Like, why wait? Literally, literally. Yeah, it's true. And like. <laughs> literally, yes, we need we need that. It makes a huge difference. It, it's so peaceful. It's so nice. It's hard at first because. Well, it wasn't really hard for me, but because I, you know, I've always done shit by myself for a very long time. And so I'm used to just being in awkward situations by myself. Right. So at this point, eating by myself is not uncomfortable at a public area, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll just enjoy being by myself and doing things and have exploring things on my own. And that's my next goal, actually, is to travel by myself. And I don't know. I don't know. It might happen sooner than I think, but I don't know. It's a scary thing. It is scary. No, honestly, it is scary because, wow, wow, wow. All the times that I traveled by myself were literally just random. (laughs) Yeah, but you've, like, you went to Miami I went to Miami alone for six weeks, eight weeks, closer to I eight weeks. I was so jealous. <laughs> that was paid for by my damn job, and I'm grateful. <laughs> but not even the fact that you went on a trip, just the fact that you went by yourself. I was like, damn, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so wild because I'm so envious of myself because I'm like, yo, if I would have had my license, I would have been out there. Like, yo, that's why I'm so... I'm not going to do it. Jesus, Lord knows that I can't do it. I don't have the money for it. But if I were to buy a plane ticket to Miami tonight Mm -hmm. for Art Basel, I know that I have some homies that I can hit up. And I know that I could stay there for two days and bitch. Not saying that I'd rent a car because I'd love to drive. And that's another reason why I wouldn't go. Because one, I wouldn't have enough time. Like I didn't have enough time to plan. And also I wouldn't be able to do the traveling that I want. Because when I went to Miami last time we basically stayed in Miami and the surrounding areas but I want to go like even further out so because I was able to explore the city I explored the city hella so oh so you did get some chance uh, like an opportunity to actually explore a little bit absolutely the co-workers that I was with who also traveled uh 
to Miami for the same reason that I did. Uh, they got rental cars. So we was, honey, we was talking about going to Disney World. <laughs> we were talking about going to Key West. Like none of that ever happened because we were broken in our 20s, but we thought we were doing shit because we were in Miami. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That feeling, you know, that feeling. Exactly. But also I went to Atlanta for 30 days to hang out with my brother. Mm -hmm. I remember literally one month after finding out that I had a brother, (laughs) I was like, Hey, could I come visit with you? I'd love to get to know you and all that. I got to know more about him. I got to explore Atlanta, but my damn self, I made it on the uh, show. I made it on the television show Star. Yeah, as a fucking back... <laughs> as a background actress. Like, bitch. Like, I was on my shit. Like, honestly, I want to solo travel. <laughs> no, you were like the traveling queen that year. It was just like, going here, doing that, doing this, and I'm like, nigga, you are doing so much. You, It was... It was so beautiful to see. It was fun because a lot of the things that I was doing and I was thinking of it then, I was like, if I was with other people, I probably wouldn't have done this. No. Because honestly, when I was just stuck in the house, I remember when I came across the Lee Daniel star casting call, I was sitting in the house all day and I was just like, today is my day to just sit in the house. And like, if I was with somebody else, they probably wouldn't have even wanted to stay in the house. It's like, yo, we're in Atlanta. Why do you want to stay in the house all day? But I was like, I just want to chill, maybe find something, see what I could come up with. And I was about to buy Beyonce tickets. That's what I was about to do. I was going to buy Beyonce tickets because this girl that I followed on Twitter said that she uh, couldn't make it. So I was like, um, I'm, I might hit you up later, but reserve those two tickets for my brother and I. And she was like, cool. Never ended up hitting her back. Uh, But it was that day. Yeah. Found that casting call you literally used the last 20 dollars in my bank account to uber to uh what was it called damn it damn it damn it now i forget what it was called but i used my last 20 bucks knowing that i would not be able to get back to my brother's house and knowing that it would be extremely late and that he would probably be asleep i don't even know why the hell i did that but when i was there i met this black girl named quality mm-hmm. and she took me home like i was so grateful like literally oh my god oh my god I would have been I would have been stuck 20 minutes out of Sandy Springs. Like I would have been away. stuck. Say that again? You said 20 minutes away? Away from where I was supposed to be. I was my brother stayed in Sandy Springs at this time and this was like in downtown, so uh it was like 20 minutes away. Yeah. A 20 minute drive all freeway. Dang. So there wouldn't like you know me. I'm a walker. I know. I would have walked it. I blessings surround you when you travel and when you do things and when you when you when you're cautious because I I I knew that I was gonna have to ask somebody for a ride and that's what I was doing all day but the one girl that I didn't ask happened to be the one girl that came up to me and said hey do you need a ride and that was a blessing so so beautiful I want ah, this makes me want to travel I know where would you go Lily where would you go Uh, I don't I don't know everywhere (laughs) you're like anywhere anywhere where there's sun seriously what's sun okay anywhere sun that's what I need I need sun I need (laughs) I need to feel you know myself again i need to be surrounded by fruit mm, fruit fresh, yes fresh fruit okay um so the sun beating on me fresh fruit great drinks okay out out <laughs> to see okay and yeah just somewhere where i can I don't care if I'm by the water or not. I I really don't care. I can't swim anyway, so. (laughs) But that is a good reason to be by the water, you know? It takes you out of your comfort zone just a little bit more. Girl, death is my... Girl, I'm not not saying you out there swimming. I'm not saying you out there swimming. I'm just saying you chilling on the coast looking at it. You know what I mean? When I say I can't swim, I cannot swim. I will literally die. (laughs) No, why'd you remind me of that fucking vine from years ago? That little girl, Raven, it's her birthday party. They're like, happy birthday, Raven. And 
and she's on the beach in her swimsuit and floaties and she's like I can't swim (laughs) (laughs) I remember that must be living rent free in my head because I have not seen that video in years same it's like happy birthday raven yeah i can't swim <laughs> she's like this serious face she's so dead ass she's she little mama knows her limits okay yeah i will die if you don't hey help. queen <laughs> oh my god this, this might be my last birthday if you don't help <laughs> no to be honest do you want me to turn four mama like <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, think here. <laughs> Not me being smarter than all the adults. <laughs> oh my God. Poor thing. I really miss fine. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly miss Vine. Like, <laughs> I remember. Something about when, Vine. I was actually trying. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually trying to be on Vine. Like,. <laughs> Your first and only attempt to like want to be some type of famous. <laughs> no, Vine was popping. Vine was you, it. Like, didn't you and our homies from high school like yes! actually try? <laughs> yes, yes, that's literally what I was thinking of. We, oh my gosh, embarrassing, oh my embarrassing. I can see, I can see it right now. I wish that I could because y'all literally only showed it to me once and I was like, I was, I can't even get a link. <laughs> it's literally lost in the interweb. We didn't know how Vine worked. Shit. We were right. trying to be something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I saved that video. I don't I you can't even get on Vine, can you? No, I'm pretty sure you can't get on Vine. Now, somewhere I'm more than positive there has to be an archive of every single Vine made. I don't don't know. And I honestly don't even know our friend's Vine name. (laughs) Somewhere out there, nigga. If it's not, if it's not out there, then I am the luckiest fucking individual ever. But honestly, wait, even if it was out there, wasn't your back turned? Your back was to the camera, wasn't it? Y'all were twerking. We were twerking. Yep. invite but now that i'm thinking about it (laughs) extremely happy thank you for sparing me (laughs) yeah no we were dead ass twerking i can't even remember the full story but i know like (laughs) fuck (laughs) i was gonna say i want to know the storyline what was the plot that's a good ass fucking question (laughs) (laughs) that i cannot answer because i don't fucking remember um, I don't even think there was a real plot, but it was like just dancing to a song. Shit. It was probably like, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like first TikTok ever. Okay. <laughs> that's so funny. No, that's so funny. But <laughs> I think someone was like walking as we were twerking. I think someone was like <laughs> walking by and then something else was supposed to happen. I think one of them was like supposed to get hit by <laughs> <laughs> oh my god continue that sentence. by one of us i don't fucking know as i'm saying this i'm getting really embarrassed oh i know that's so cute that's so cute and honestly i need to see the video i need it i need it i wish i really i want to see it too because i can't remember exact details but i know it was fucking something stupid and corny Literally, that's what high school was. And before we were recording, we had this big-ass conversation just about high school and how we're just so grateful that we became who we was because, you know, we're just grateful. Just not on the... I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you got to be careful with that because, like, I'm the type of person that's very welcoming. If you present the right energy. Yes. So. And a lot of people haven't. Right. And so a lot of people will see that and just take advantage of that. Yes. And I mean, just because you went to school with them does not mean they're buddy, buddy. Yeah. Safe to be buddy buddies with. And so I've, I've, I've had to learn my lesson about that, unfortunately. Um, during COVID, so yeah. Let's 
let's go ahead and move on. That was amazing. Okay. So before we get into our interview with an incredible artist, uh, Lily, you had a story about a shopping cart. Because I want to oh. tell this, Sam. Oh. I want to hear it. Oh, um, my hope in humanity, yeah, is uh, no longer, well, slowly disappearing. Um <laughs> Yeah, I went to Walmart early in the morning, like probably 9 a.m., 8 a.m. And I said early when it's not even that early. Really. Nine, 8 and 9 a.m. is pretty early for the average, for the average Joe. I like going to the store, grocery store early in the morning. It Less fucking people and it feels so good. You get shit done so nicely. Literally same. And before you continue, I stopped going into the grocery store like two months ago and I've just been doing Safeway delivery. I order everything online. I add all my coupons. I'm able to put all my coupons on my money savings. Then I just drive up to Safeway, pop the truck, they put it in and I'm out of there in five minutes and I've never been happier. It's, I never, I'm not going to say I never want to go into a grocery store again, but for lack of better words, I never want to go into a grocery store again. You like it? that much? I love it. I so love it. I, I want to do it, but at the same time I get hesitant because I don't, I don't like people picking my produce. I hear you. And I think the only reason I'm comfortable with it is because that was my job for a long time. So I know personally that I would pick good things for people just because that's how I am. So it's my hope and my understanding that they will do the same thing. Yeah, I've got nothing but good things. I've never had bad, bad stuff. So that's, that's always my worry. Cause like, I, I don't mind like doing that for other shit. But when it comes to produce, like, I just, I need to feel it. Like, I need to squeeze that tomato. I need. Right. I know what you mean. Oh, trust me. I know what you mean. But I'm in a situation right now where if I turn my car off, then I might not be able to restart it. So this has been a super good, super good situation. Right, but continue. Yeah. Walmart. It was pretty early. So as I pull in, I see one of the, you know, where they keep all the carts. Yep. What are those little, like... What is that thingy called? Let me Google it real quick. Google.com. A cart holder? Yeah, what's the... I'm over here typing, like, way too damn much. I feel so stupid. Bitch, I'm so hungry. What... Cart holder. Cart holder. Cart corrals. Corrals? A cart corral. Oh, shit. I just learned something new. Literally same. And I have a lot of editing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, those cart things. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of carts in there and it was not neatly put away. So it was just like people just fucking threw it. Like, and it was so packed that it was like spilling out into the drive driveways. Mm. And so I'm like trying to find a parking spot and looking at it. And there's only one parking spot across from it. So I'm like hesitant because I'm like, I don't want this shit to, because it was a windy ass day. Okay. And last thing I wanted was for one of those carts to hit my fucking car. Yep. So I was like, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll fix it when I get out. So, because it was a good ass spot up in the front. So, (laughs) and I had my kids. So, yeah, no, I'm not about to park all the way in the back. Exactly. So, yeah, I got out with my kid and we fixed it. And just fix it as much as we could so it doesn't get out of control and hit somebody else's car too mm. and we were in there for a good minute just taking our time probably like an hour i was taking my time and so we get back out and i'm putting my kid in and i'm putting the stuff in and then i turn around and i see this guy like one of the workers like pulling all of these carts out and it was ridiculous so I was like dang where's everyone else like you know Mm -hmm. because it seems like the other ones were filled too just like the one I fixed and then I look over nigga Hmm. all those carts that I fixed yeah it was back to oh my god piles pile like niggas just fucking added to the pile like crazy and not even like putting it away nicely it was just like disrespectfully thrown 
So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, you know what, Lily, this ain't even your fucking job. <laughs> this ain't even your job. Right. And so when I get in the car, as I'm getting in the car, actually, after putting the stuff away, I'm wa- I literally watched two fucking grown ass niggas mm. throw their cart over there. Oh. D- again, not neatly thrown to the pile that's over like overflowing again like almost into the driveway Mm. two grown ass niggas and then this couple comes up their car is next to mine so i get in the car and they're putting their groceries away i'm like please don't please like have some respect for you know and put it away nicely some human decency damn yes like, please, please, please. And they look like some good-ass people. <laughs> in, in the car, I'm like, please don't add to that fucking pile. Please. <laughs> and if you do, just at least fix it. No. I got that nigga on fucking camera. <laughs> he just chucked it. Oh. Like, dangerous. Like, the overflow was fucking dangerous. And I'm just like, yo, I get it you don't work here. No one's paying you to do it. No one's going to watch you. No one's going to judge you. But like, out of respect for other people, you don't know, maybe they have less staff and like, and they just can't get to the cards. So like, why don't you just help out and push? It takes a couple seconds. Just push it. God forbid if oh goes crazy and hits another fucking car, but it's like, no one cares enough to think about other people. Mhm. It's like they just like, oh, that's not my business. I don't care. I'm just gonna. It's like, ah! that's why I have almost no hope for humanity. It's shocking and sad to see that every fucking time, because how how are we supposed to like we? I think we did. We talk about this earlier. Hmm. About like the whole community thing and like, in order to yep. see. Change. Like that's the only way we're going to see change is if people come together as a community and think about other people. Mm-hmm. You can only go so far by yourself in life in general, you know. And so it just—it's sad. It takes seconds. Like it takes seconds to just do that. Like how. And I know, I get it. No one's watching, so I don't really need to perform, quote unquote. I'm going to stop you right there because literally everything that you fucking said. So I was listening to a podcast like literally last month and I meant to bring this up on our last episode, but I love when things align. So they were talking about how the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing because to return a shopping cart is easy, it's convenient, and it's a task that we all know is correct and is appropriate, but to return the shopping, and to return the shopping cart is objectively right, but there's no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart, you know? Like, everybody's completely capable of doing it. Oh, right. So, simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning your shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not, you know, killing it. But by returning it, you're doing it because it is the good thing to do. You're doing it because it is correct. So a person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with the law and the force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. And I'm going to post that on our Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. When I heard them say that, I was like, bitch, dead ass. Because you know how many people like just don't <laughs> yeah because it's you it's true like it it doesn't affect the person like the person that's supposed to put it away if they put it away or if they don't either way it's not going to affect them mm-hmm. they get no if they put it away there's no benefit either like i'm not going to get a reward for mm-hmm. putting it away 
So it's like, fuck, why I, I might as well just not do it. Right, so, but you, good people do it because they know it's the right thing to do. They know it's the most convenient thing to do. And because it's just right. Now, now I'm going to be like watching people. No, to be honest, can we just go to a grocery store and just sit in the car and people watch? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, like, how weird is that? <laughs> but I truly just want to like make a prediction like out of 100 people how many people do you think return a shopping cart that's a youtube video right there that's a youtube girl you better take (laughs) it out i know right i might have to take that take it (laughs) oh my god oh my god but let's go ahead and get into what y'all have been waiting for very happy for you guys to hear this interview let's go ahead to the interview So welcome back, everybody. We are back with our special guest, somebody that I'm super excited about and somebody that I believe will be able to give you guys a lot of insight on the NFT space because, and the creative space, because we're not just limited to NFTs, okay? But um, on Twitter, I know that a lot of you guys on our Black Me Up Twitter have been asking and have been curious about different projects and different people and even the what NFTs does for um, the environment, which not today's episode, but eventually. But I'm so grateful that we have been able to bring somebody so special to me and somebody who I have been able to connect with um, to the show. So if you would please introduce yourself respectfully. Absolutely. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. I'm Princesa, aka Baby Wava. Um, I'm from Chicago. I'm a multidisciplinary artist. Um, mainly, I sing and write, and I also compose. And I'm a budding visual artist. I'm I'm exploring that scene as well, too. You said compose. I have a question about that real quick. Did you, are you self-taught? Did you go to school for that? I did go to school for it. Amazing. Do you, do you want to give yourself a shout out? Your school a shout out? A little bit. It's um, (laughs) (laughs) just because, I mean, it's, it's kind of loaded, but it's the state school in Chicago. So it's UIC. Um, I really loved it there specifically because I got to experience the university um, environment while also most of the students there in my classes at least were black or brown so I didn't experience the PWI that I went to as like a, a very white school um, which was that was good for me I hear that damn that's that's incredible so you knew that you have always wanted to be creative and so you just like stepped into that basically Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be creative. Um, I started when I was like 10 or 11. Um, and, and the, the being a multidisciplinary artist is like, it's kind of overwhelming because like when I was 10 or 11, I was doing graphic design. I was writing plays. I I had my own little like podcast that I was doing. I was writing fan fiction, poetry, and I was also trying to sing and act like all at the same time which I can imagine was overwhelming for my parents because like that's a lot of classes. It um, is. That's amazing. Of, right? Um, thank you. But so, yeah, so I got started at that age. And then in high school, I explored a little more. I was taking classes um, in like theater and in choir and piano. Um, and then after that, I got serious about it in college. So I picked up a music minor. I was an English major, um, learning how to write better and read better. And then I also had a gender and women's studies minor. Wow, your play was full. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, literally. And I've never even heard of that minor. Sorry, Lily, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, which minor? The last one she said, did you say gender and... Gender and women's studies. It's basically feminism and like wow. being gay 101. Wow, like- that's incredible. That's incredible. I, I know something that I need to look into, but continue with your question, Lily Girl. I'm so sorry. Oh no, I was just I was just gonna ask what like how that felt to juggle 
you know, the differences in majors, you know? Oh, it was so interesting, especially when you're taking more than one class for a specific major or like a gen ed during all of this, because sometimes, I mean, you know how God works, you know how spirit works. Sometimes the classes were lining up. Amen um, to that. Right. And I was really? like, thank God. I'm thinking and talking about the same things in two different classes, but I'm looking at them from different lenses. So Mm -hmm. that helps to understand like the big picture of the world and how something can relate to something else. Right. um, Without necessarily like seeming to at first. I really like how you said that because it's important to understand the bigger picture while also like getting that perspective because it's important and that helps you navigate through life and has have those experiences or not experiences but have those lessons been able to help you navigate uh your way through your creative journey absolutely if not in helping me with my intention because you know i mean intention is everything we all know this but also in helping me learn how to communicate with other people and learn from other people, um, which is super important when it comes to collaboration. Mm. So I have to ask, um, I'm gonna segue a little bit into the NFT type situation. So we found each other in the NFT community and I'm wondering what kind of led you to that and um, how did you figure that you had a space in it, you know? Um, yeah. That makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Um, so basically, it started with self improvement. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, shout out Elise Swopes. Her podcast is called Swopes So Dope. And basically, what she was expressing showed me that she and I might resonate. And she's she comes from the greater Chicagoland area, um, and like has worked a lot in the city. So. I figured she was going to be approachable. She just seemed like a super sweet person. So I went to her website and she had a mentorship program that apparently wasn't accepting new mentees, but still taking applications. Um, I guess just, just to see her just in case. And Elise is like a very sweet person. So she ended up accepting me into her mentee program and teaching me so much about the professional creative space But then later she kind of decided to like, she, yeah, no, she not even kind of, she decided to end the mentorship program because she had gotten into NFTs. And so my vision of NFTs from outside, from the outside looking in was like, oh, this is where people are disappearing to. Cause there were a couple of other people who I knew who were just like suddenly kind of off the grid, but, you know, still creating. Um, And so in one of our, like one of our like final phone calls of the, of the program, like final formal phone calls of the program, she was telling me all about it. And I had already been into crypto, um, early on. So I wasn't super well-versed, but I knew enough to where, when she was explaining what NFTs were, it definitely went over my head a lot, but I was still kind of able to explain it to other people, um, if that makes sense. Like I understood most of it, but not everything. And I wasn't relating it to myself. It was more so like, this is what other people are doing. And then I joined a Discord server called Blurred Lines. Um, and in that Discord server, Melanie, who is in the NFT space, she's worked in music before um so she knows a lot about publishing and so she had this twitter thread that basically said that if you were following her and um if you were you know in the discord server then you're early and i was like early for what like i mean i want (laughs) to I want to go. You That's know? wild. That's wild. <laughs> exactly. So she posted this thread and basically she posted the discord server. She talked a lot about NFTs and crypto and social tokens. And, um, and then she put this article that was basically a year in review, like from, I believe 2020 or 2019 until 
2021. So that article explained so many things. I'm pretty sure they talked about catalog. They talked about friends with benefits, which are just like very popular um, accounts and like groups of people in the NFT space that do different things, but um, surround creatives. And like reading that, I remember just like, I felt like the Dora meme of, of her like outside of the, of the pool. And she's like, got her hand on the gate. You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I, I don't know that reference. I'm so sad. I have to send it to you after we finished talking. Um, but I just felt like on the outside looking in, I was like, dang, all of these creatives are like really doing this. Um, and so I guess I just started to follow more people. I started to make more connections. Eventually, Melanie posted Zoratopia in the Discord server. And then I found you. Damn, that's an incredible story. <laughs> Holy sh no, that's an incredible story. Thank you. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. It's no. a journey that you never, it seems like you didn't have the intention to find a community like this, but end up, you know, yeah, just end up here. <laughs> right. Like, I personally feel like the community aspect is what, like, draw, draws and keeps so many people in the NFT space. But, like, the fact that you said, like, you found that Discord and then they were spitting all this game up in there. And then you got that article that discussed catalog and friends with benefits. Um, it's like that stuff that I didn't learn about until, like, literally last week, you know? Last week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, not catalog. Like, I've known about catalog since Latasha right. brought it up. But, like, for real, like, there's still so many things that I'm learning. And it's, like, for you to have been around people that was giving you that information and for you to be able to soak it up like it's incredible and you're right you were extremely early and just like how people in our in our group say like we're still early it's mm -hmm. it's an incredible feeling like it really is yeah have you gotten have you found yourself being overwhelmed with the whole nft thing like yes i mean my phone was so when I tell you not to like drag myself but like my phone was so <laughs> dry in September and now my line stays wet like it's <laughs> there are notifications piling up right now as we speak you know you, what I mean you, you feel me and it feels so good because the people that we're talking to and that we're surrounded by are people that have such good intentions you know exactly. and that's what feels so good about the entire community like oh my god okay but before I get into the community part um I do want to ask so when you got into the NFT space, um, did you, this is a two-part question, did you foresee yourself creating NFTs and what kind of NFTs um, did you see yourself uh, wanting to create? Okay, so when I first, okay, when I first got into this space, I mainly saw myself like trying to do visual art because you know how heavy the spaces with visual art and extremely amazing, yes amazing visual art I've never seen anything the way like like what I've seen on foundation or Zora you know what well, I mean literally foundation has incredible work like all the blockchain or all, all the websites but like oh wow some of the visual work that you see is incredible man yeah seriously so I was like oh well suddenly I want to learn how to do 3d design and i've never done that in my life literally i downloaded <laughs> blender i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> no literally <laughs> like you just have to um <laughs> everybody's always talking about it but so there was that and then i was like wait <laughs> i it was it was latasha latasha was telling us in zoratopia that you can do writing on mirror and i didn't know about mirror when she said that um so then I was like, wait, I can do poetry too. I heard about memes. I heard, and, and we had already heard about catalog. We already knew about music. So that, I think that was where I thought my, my Genesis was going to come in to begin with. Um, I think that I was like, okay, well in the future, like way in the future, I'm going to try to get on catalog. That's the goal. Um, and, and then when I found out that I could, that I could implement my poetry, and you know my other creative writing into this space I was like it's over with like I definitely we definitely still need web too but it's I mean as far as like releasing my art it's definitely gonna intertwine with the nft space now and that was something that I had not foreseen 
That's incredible. No, honestly, that's incredible. And I feel you <laughs> with right? like the trying to learn new things because I have that like node J J S or JPS. Like I downloaded like a coding software. I downloaded blender. My yeah. computer's about fried, but then <laughs> I'm over here. Like, how can I put myself, you know, into the NFT space? And so literally when Latasha shared um, mirror and when she shared catalog, I was like, Oh, I could do music. Like literally, like you said, it's over, it's over for everybody. Y'all like, yeah. <laughs> It's so incredible how the space, since it's still coming up, there's so many options. You don't have to be limited to visual art. There's photographers that are out here and killing it. There's musicians minting entire music videos that are out here killing it. There's people posting MP3s and WAV files killing it. So there's absolutely no reason to be limited in anything, you know? Exactly. I have a question. So for someone that's never been in an NFT community or say someone that doesn't know squat about NFT or NFT communities and things like that, how would you describe the community, NFT communities that you've been in? It, you know what, it definitely depends on who they are because Mm. if this person is, you know, black or brown or queer, then I would definitely say it's such an open and welcoming space. Um, just you've got to have your intentions in the right place and you've got to have your heart in the right place and be okay with being vulnerable and honest. That part. You feel me? And if it was a white person, I would basically say, you know, you've got to do a lot of research. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to come in with respect. You've got to come correct. You know, it's, it's different. Bam. Like just last night that, project with the confederate flags all up and down it was mm-hmm. trending like are you really? serious and then people are like you know what the hell is this really what we want the nft community to be then you got the you know i'm assuming white people like what about freedom of speech like we we deserve freedom of speech then it's mm-hmm. like freedom of speech is irrelevant when you're hurting and harming people that are like there's so much into it so yes the respect aspect is so important so thank you for saying that so so now I have to ask, what works of art are you currently working on? Have you minted a piece yet? And also, uh, just in case any of our listeners are a little confused, when we say the term Genesis, that refers to the very first piece that anyone has ever minted and put on the blockchain. So a Genesis piece is very important, just an FYI. So, Yeah, it's so important. I heard somebody in a Twitter space yesterday, I think it was Stones, um, but they said that the genesis is kind of like a rebirth as an artist, especially if you're pivoting into the Web3 space. um, And that really resonated with me. But as far as what I'm working on, I'm, I'm currently working on a visual poem and I haven't done graphic design much since I was like 10, 11 years old. So I'm rusty, I'm working on it for sure. Um, But I think that poem that I've already written um, is going to be my genesis into this space. And what else I'm working on is I have my debut poetry collection that I'm working on the illustrations for. I'm working on producing this song that I wrote that I'm gonna try to get on all platforms and then try to get catalogs attention, like Latasha said. And I've also got a mixtape, a novel, and a a television pilot that I work on every now and then. Ha, girl, baby, (laughs) do it. Won't he do it? You are amazing. Thank you so much. You are amazing. (laughs) You you gave me life, honey. I'm so, honey, you gave me life. I'm receiving that. You're such a great, you, you both are such great hosts. <laughs> no, you, you have that, you know, you're able to bring it out of us because wow, we have interviewed some people, won't say names, but that have not brought it out of us, but you are, can you talk about that pilot real quick? Because my brain is stuck on that because all the talking we've done, honey, and you have not brought that up to me. So please <laughs> uh, let the okay. listeners know. All right. All right. All right. So Here's the scoop. Um, There are a few shows about Latinx people um, and there are a few shows about Black people, but I feel like Chicago 
doesn't have anything about like what Chicago is like as a whole for a black or brown person um and myself coming from a Latinx background like I have grown up in like very ethnic circles I will say um and so I don't really see anything for Chicago that's like that and that's on a racial basis um but as far as like on a on a basis of like what I want to do um I see a lot of independent studios doing the kind of work that I'm work that I'm doing with my pilot um and it's essentially about like college-aged multicultural friend group with an ensemble cast and I've been working on that since I think like 2016. Wow so it's been a minute. Yeah it has. Oh wow how's that how does that feel to be you know while you're creating that and building on it? It feels it feels so good to like because I feel like every friend group is like this but you know when you have that one night and it's like oh my god like we should have a movie or we should have a show. Literally why Lily and I started this podcast. (laughs) Exactly exactly and the podcast is lovely um so it's like once you bring those ideas into fruition once you collaborate with somebody who you love or who you grew up with um, Mm -hmm. or bring ideas from your childhood into a piece of work I feel like it can become something really beautiful and really representative of your experience specifically geographically where you are which is super (laughs) important when thinking about the diasporas that we come from I'm so glad that you said that because all of our experiences as black as brown people is so different depending on the state depending on even the city in your state and I feel like it's so important to be able to find a show or find a movie where you could just see yourself you know Mm -hmm. this is so true um and then another thing oh something that I forgot to mention when there are like shows about Latinx people I feel like they're usually in California or in Mexico but like the Latinx population in Chicago is huge. Like we're everywhere. And I would really just like to give the people of Chicago themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, I see that as well. I see that pretty often, Um, especially a lot of newer shows too. It's like almost all the time, LA, like Mm -hmm. every time almost. (laughs) Right. And then even like Sweet Life, uh, the Issa Rae show, it's like a group of young Black creatives in LA. But then it's like, I wish that I could relate, but I'm not in LA. I don't have this luxuriousness. I can't just sit on the strip, you know, and just be chilling with my friends. It's like, there's so many different um, pieces of our lives that need to be captured and that it's so important to capture so that we don't feel alone, you know? But uh, it's funny, I I talk so much, but it's funny that you said that because Mindy Kaling, um, it was going around on Twitter. People were like, why does Mindy always just write herself? And in my mind, the moment I saw that, I was like, first off, that is a disgusting thing to say because as an Indian American woman, I know for a damn fact she did not see herself growing up. So, of course, in a writer's room, she needs to put herself, she deserves to put herself, and she's worked so hard for the fact she should be able to write herself in every damn thing she does. And I would not be mad at it because there's other Indian American young girls, young boys that need to see it, that need Mm -hmm. to see it and know that their experiences aren't invalid because she's writing for somebody and for something so much deeper than what people are like saying. Like, so you are doing such a good job. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love everything that you just said. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, And literally it's, maybe this isn't as, okay. So this is something that I heard in my creative writing class. And um, I feel like I heard it before, maybe in like English classes in high school, but writing teachers will tell you specifically to write what you know. They won't tell you like write about what you want other people to hear or see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 
when when artists are writing what they know that work very often it's like insecure awkward black girl atlanta that work becomes very popular um and and people love to see themselves i don't i don't want any young creative to to feel that people don't want to see you know what it was like growing up in your house because it was it's very likely there's somebody else out there who also had that experience and who would feel heartwarmed and healed by knowing that somebody even across the country feels them mm-hmm. so that makes me wonder what really what inspires you to just create what inspires me I feel like growing up I was always so inspired by my family and by my friends I feel like the conversations that I was always having with my loved ones granted there were there were negative conversations but Mm -hmm just kind of creating comedy from like that thing that your mom always says when you say this one thing, you know what I mean? And other people are like, yep, my mom said that too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so things you can, you can relate with your community. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. No, that was Lily. Honestly, that was the perfect last question to wrap it up because we're running out of time here. And, um, oh. yes time moves fast when you're having fun and honestly that was incredible (laughs) thank you so much for your time princessa and all honestly um first off before we have you know tell the listeners where they could find you okay which we are obviously going to do I would like to do our final thoughts here like I know I didn't put that in the episode outline I love to follow an outline but (laughs) at the end of every show we do a final thoughts, which is basically just whatever the hell is on our mind. And um, I feel like I would love to hear your final thoughts. So we're going to do princess's final thought, then Lily's final thought, then my final thought, then we'll go ahead and get your information for our listeners. Absolutely. My final thought is this. Um, Definitely be yourself and find the spaces where you feel most comfortable and safe to do so, regardless of whether it's work or school or friend groups, just stay warm. You feel me? Heartwarming, heartwarming environments. Yes, I feel it, I received it. Lily, final thought, girl. I thought, I mean, that was such a good final thought. Damn. I know, honestly, uh, feeling the final thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, final thought. I guess I would say as long as you find a good group of people, whether that be in person or online, it can really, really make a difference in your life. Um especially when it comes to when you want to pursue something and you have a bunch of community that is supportive in whatever you're trying to do in life, that can mean a lot to everyone, like to anyone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So find that good community, pretty much what I'm saying. Try to find that good community of people that you can surround yourself with to go further in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, Lily, not you giving, like, a second, like, good final thought. Like, what the hell am I going to follow up with? what I picked up. That's what I picked up. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so my final thought. So this week, take care of yourself. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are just on a mission. It doesn't matter what it is. Make sure that everybody that you're around is moving forward. And make sure that you pick people up when they fall and make sure that you're surrounded by people who pick you up when you fall, because there's so many, so many different things going on in the world, so many distractions, but there's so much goodness out there that, um, yeah, your tribe 
will help you discover that, I guess. Oh, I really wanted it to be like way more cute and passionate and like a little bit more lovey, you know? (laughs) I tried, but thank you. Thank you so much. Can we please get your information so our listeners can follow you and honestly stalk you if they want and read some of your poetry, like come on (laughs) and listen to your music and watch your TV pilot. Where can we find you? Um, okay, so I am seven baby guava seven on all platforms. Oh, we love a consistent handle. Thank you. <laughs> Literally, and all of that will be in the description, uh, in the show notes and posted on our Twitter, of course. You guys know our Twitter has been running up with a lot of the NFT projects that we've been sharing. So don't be shocked if you guys see um, Princessa popping up on your timeline. And with that being said, damn, that was that Ew. was an incredible freaking interview. Honestly, yeah. you pulled so much out of me that I didn't expect. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had so much fun, y'all. And Yo. I can't wait to see what you come up with next. That's I'm so excited for you. Have a wonderful week and see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.